0: The Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hey guys,
1: I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adam. A Pickable Cooks, and we just released our book titled Healthy Meal Prep. Fit
0: Couple Cook's Facebook page, you wrote, this book is not Here's 1000 Recipes, Good Luck, or Make Blah Blah Chicken with 36 Ingredients, or Eat My Weight Loss Starvation Diet Recipes. No, this is food, real food. Okay, yep. so, so I'm glad you're on my podcast because prepping and portioning intimidate the heck out of me. Tell us how this cookbook can encourage us to prep and portion in the new year.
2: The cool thing about the book is that we do the heavy lifting for you in regards to the portion control. So it's really easy step by step to just follow um, exactly the ingredients that we give you and just have faith that the portions are exactly what you need.
1: Where do you get your recipe ideas? I think we we mostly come up with them just by thinking about, well, what's a popular food right now? Or not even just right now, just a classic food, something like lasagna or buffalo chicken. And then we turn it into a meal prep version so that you can still eat all of your favorite foods and not just get stuck eating the same old boring chicken rice all the time.
0: So what if we get bored eating the same thing every day for lunch? What can we do?
2: Well, the book uh, helps you fix that problem because it gives you a not only a lunch and a dinner, but it also gives you a third option. So each day you're swapping in um, a, a recipe. So you might have chicken for lunch one day, beef for dinner, and the next day you might have fish and then back to chicken again. Um, so you're always moving through different recipes so you don't feel bored.
1: Yeah. So for the for the full week, you're going to be prepping three main courses so that you can interchange um I mean, you're going to have the same breakfast every day, but then you'll be interchanging your lunch and your dinner every day so that you're not eating the same exact three things every single day. So I find
0: that breakfast is the hardest meal to plan. Give us some breakfast tips.
2: So in the book, we do a lot of things that can last a long time. So we have like overnight oats and chia seed pudding and things like this that are really nutritious and they last a long time. And they have a lot of great flavor in there too. So you don't feel bored um, eating the same thing every day. Um, And it's very wholesome and keep you full for a long time.
1: You don't always have to have a giant breakfast. I think some people feel like they have to make so many things for breakfast, but really just like a small chia seed pudding will be packed with nutrients that you need. And then you can have a snack Sometime shortly after your breakfast, and then you know, get straight on to lunch. So it's not like you have to think about, oh, what am I going to make for breakfast? It can just be something as simple as overnight oats, which can take five seconds to prepare.
0: It's the beginning of the new year, and lots of folks are thinking about joining a gym. Talk about your own fitness journeys.
2: Sure. So back in 2010, I was 230 pounds, and I kind of made a conscious decision. My 21st birthday, I wanted to get to Um, I wanted to lose 70 pounds and get to 150 pounds. And so I did that successfully, um, and did it through meal prepping and, and consciously knowing what I put into my body. And, um, then from there, I kind of realized that, well, the scale didn't really matter. Um, the scale wasn't, the scale weight wasn't as important as how I felt. Um, and so I went through then a transformation in building strength and building my physique and becoming a stronger version of who I was and not, really worrying about the scale, um, lifting some heavy weight, lifting some <laughs> heavy weight. And now, and now the, the goal is to enjoy a healthy lifestyle that you can maintain and you don't have to, your end goal is not to have to worry about your weight. You want to be happy, healthy, uh, and be able to maintain, um, your body and not stress about it.
1: Yeah. And for me, um, I grew up, I was always overweight. And then uh, when I got to college, I was still overweight and very unhappy. Um, I think the heaviest I was was 210. And in college, I started to cook for myself once we had our own apartment um, because Of course, freshman and sophomore years, you were eating a lot of bad food in the dining hall. And then once I had control over my own food, I was learning how to cook and I would call my mom and my grandma and I'd say, hey, I just bought a piece of chicken, what do I do with it? And um, that's how I started to cook. And just by cooking my own food, I started to naturally lose weight. And then um, I started to get really into fitness a few years ago for the first time ever. I was going to the gym, I was technically a gym rat. I was waking up every day and going to the gym and doing some crazy things. I had a personal trainer and, um, and that's how I got really into my fitness journey. But that was, that coupled with my nutrition journey at the same time. So that's why we do what we do now, because your nutrition is even almost more important than just working out all the time. So Um, that is the, the key focus here so that when people are, it's the start of the new year and people are wanting to join the gym, they also really need to be meal prepping and eating healthy foods in order to see results and feel results. So your YouTube channel is called Fit Couple Cooks. Give us
0: a little background on you two as a couple and how it played out on YouTube.
1: Sure. So I actually started making my own channel before I had even met Adam back in 2013. And I called it Classy Cooking with Chef Steph. (laughs) And I had a really cool jingle. (laughs) And I was just doing it because I had come home from, I had graduated with my master's degree and I came home and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, hey, you know what? I love to film and edit. I think I'm going to show people how to make healthy food. And I was just trying to I had always done recipes with very few ingredients and they always taste amazing. I mean, if you just saute garlic, that immediately tastes amazing. So I was making all these recipes and I wasn't gaining many followers. And then once I met Adam, Um, he, one of the first things I found out about Adam was that he was a personal trainer and a professional chef. And I was like, no way you fit in so well with my life. And, and, um, my, I mean, my YouTube channel is all about helping people, but I was not a chef. It was just, um. Like recipes that I was making on my own. I was self-taught. And then so Adam started to appear in videos and it got kind of awkward being called Chef Steph because it was always like, and this is Chef Adam. And
2: (laughs) The early videos were, this is my friend Adam.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I got this recipe from my friend Adam. And uh, then once we decided that we were going to end up eventually together, uh, we decided to rebrand and it turned into Fit Couple Cooks just by tossing back ideas of, well, we want to make it about healthy food and we want to make it about gym videos and nutrition tips and all these kinds of things. And once meal prep took off, we got kind of sidetracked with doing, you know, gym workouts. But we do have a few that Adam uh, made videos of. So we do want to get back into showing people what to do at the gym as well, because there are a lot of people who walk into a gym and they don't know what to do. So uh, that's kind of how it started. And
0: on YouTube, you also gave us a glimpse into your personal life and the whole immigration process. It looked so frustrating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a little bit um, back and forth between me coming to America and back to Australia. Um, we're so grateful now that we're back together and um, I can stay here. Yeah. In the U.S. and uh, we haven't got to be separated.
1: It was definitely a struggle. And we always shared everything with our followers because sometimes Adam wouldn't be in a video. And I would have to say, uh, well, Adam is in Australia trying to work through the visa process. And um, but we always kept videos up, even if we were separated. And I think our followers really enjoyed going through the process with us. And they were all so excited. It was one of our top posts ever. In, in the history of Big Couple Cooks when Adam finally got his permanent, re- uh, permanent resident visa. So, um, yeah, it's been fun keeping everyone up to date on, on the journey.
2: Yeah, we even got to share with them the wedding. We had the, the, the original wedding in Australia. We posted that so people could, um, you know, join in with us on our special day.
1: Yep. We, uh, we showed videos from the first wedding and uh, tons of pictures from the second wedding. And it's, it's really awesome, this community that we're building you talk about macros in this cookbook what are those
2: okay so macros are the uh, macronutrients is is the bigger word for macros which break down into proteins carbs and fat so these are the nutrients that you're eating every day um and calories is what the most people um concern themselves with when they're thinking of losing weight they think of how many calories should i eat Uh, i probably should eat less calories to lose weight and that's totally not what we're about. So we're about understanding that macros equal calories. So for each protein and carbohydrate that you eat, um, one gram equals four, um, uh, sorry, four calories for protein and for carbs. And it's nine calories for fat. And so what we do is we get people to figure out their, um, base, base metabolic rate, which is how many calories that you, burn per day because your body burns between 12 to 1,500 calories a day just if you laid asleep all day. You didn't move. Your body is burning calories because uh, it has to function. Your heart has to pump.
1: Which is exactly why girls or, or anybody who are eating only 1,200 calories a day have a problem losing weight because all they're doing is eating what their body needs just to be breathing, not even including them walking around or working all day or exercising or doing anything like that.
2: Yeah, so we make sure that in each uh, meal there's enough um, protein, carbs, and fats that are going to give you the fuel that you need because calories are simply fuel for your body. So you don't want to be lacking energy. You want to be refueling your body. You don't want to be starving yourself like we put in that Facebook post. Uh, it's not about, you know, eating a very restrictive diet. It's about eating the right amount of macros. Um, and that's what the book helps you do. So you don't really have to think about it. You can just um, trust the the portions that we give you and they're going to be right for you.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a couple of random ingredient questions for you. Sure. Coconut oil, is it really healthy?
2: Yeah, so there's, there's heavy debate about <laughs> is, is saturated fat good for you? Is it saturated fat not good for you? So the coconut oil stigma comes from just that, the saturated fat. So there's a lot of debate uh, on both sides saying it's healthy. Some saying it's definitely not healthy, but it's a saturated fat issue. So um, we're firm believers that plant-based fats are good for you. Uh, and we don't stray, uh, stray away from putting coconut oil into our food. Most of our recipes do include coconut oil. Uh, and we encourage people to use plant-based fats um, over animal fats for cooking, uh, which where we use uh, coconut oil and olive oil um, and things like this, flaxseed oil. Um, but the encouraging thing is for people not to avoid fat. The big stigma um, you know, that's come out of the 70s and 80s is that you know fat is bad, fat makes you fat, which is totally false. That's not how fat works. Um, fat is just another fuel source. Um, so we encourage people to use the coconut oil and and all the fats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw Stephanie on, uh, one of your YouTube videos and you were at the grocery store and you showed us fat free yogurt and how much sugar it had in it. It was (laughs) crazy.
1: Oh yeah. Everything that is labeled fat-free or low fat or anything like that, you should totally stay away from because they're just replacing the fat, which is natural. They're replacing it with, you know, chemicals and sugars and things that your body just can't process and shouldn't be having anyway.
2: Yeah. So minimal, minimal ingredients that we want to go for, and then you're straying away from things, um, that contain no fat. Right. What is palmitate? So, palmitate is an extract from the palm tree, which is a which is a fat, fat substance. But basically, what it's used for here in America is in milks. Uh, instead of using the milk, the, the milk solids or the fat from the milk, they're using uh, they're using palmitate. So they strip the the milk from the fat that naturally comes from the milk, and they replace it with palmitate. Um, I don't know why they do this. Um, it's not really heavily found outside of the U.S. Uh, we find in the U.S. that it's quite common. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard to find like a full fat milk. That's something hard to try and find here in the U.S.
1: Yeah, we noticed a big difference between Australia and the U.S.A. Well, I noticed especially uh, once I've been to Australia a few times that when you go to the grocery store, everything is different. Um, like if you go and look at their almond milk, you'll find almond milk. It's The ingredients are like almonds and water and salt or something like that. And then if you come to America, they always have um, carrageenan in them and vitamin A palmitate and all these extra ingredients that are just not necessary. What's the difference between cacao and cocoa? Oh,
2: ah, very good question. So, cacao! <laughs> cacao! Yeah, so cocoa and cacao are different. So um, cacao is the raw form of chocolate. So it's the raw um, cocoa bean. And so once it gets heat, once they apply heat to it and heat treat it, then it becomes cocoa. Um, right, so when
1: a doctor tells you to go eat chocolate every day, he's talk, actually talking about cacao, not a Hershey's chocolate cocoa bar. Oh. Yeah. Mhm. Because those have been processed and treated and everything. So cacao is just the natural form of chocolate.
2: The raw is It's very raw, form. very raw, very bitter, um, very hard to take on its own. Normally you have to pair it with some sort of Some sort of sweetener or or some sort of um, natural sugar
1: which is why when in the book we have the um the overnight oats with cacao and bananas and the bananas sweeten the cacao so there's we don't add sugar into the overnight oats because the bananas um help it with the sweetness but the cacao is in there too for added benefits and to make it a little chocolatey in your world the
0: biggest question of all time is drum roll how do i reheat my meal prep if i'm at work or school
2: <laughs> it is. It's yep. probably the biggest question.
1: Every day. Um, okay, so for reheating, well, Adam and I actually eat a lot of our food cold because a lot of our recipes can be easily eaten cold. Um, but if you do want to reheat your food, go
2: ahead. Well, yeah. So we are home a lot, so we just reheat ours in a pan. Um, quickly put it in on a high heat and just bring it back to temperature. Um, or we use a really cool product called hot logic where it's like a mini portable oven so if you're on the road or you're not at home you put your milk container straight into the uh, hot logic and then you zip it up and then within an hour it's reheated your food so it's great when i, I use it when I, I train for jiu-jitsu i'll plug it in before i start my my training and then by the time i'm finished i come back and i have a hot meal ready to go
1: it's like a personal portable mini oven they call it that thing is brilliant yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a little lunchbox. It's very small. It fits perfectly. Just one little meal prep container. You can take it around anywhere with you. They even have a car jack for it. So if you're um, like EMS or if you're a truck driver, you can always have a hot meal on the road. It's the most brilliant product.
0: <laughs> so last night I made your recipe for one pan spiced beef with chickpeas and arugula on page Yay! 25. I have to say that I was worried that this dish would be bland because at first glance, it's basically beef, chickpeas, and arugula. Mm -hmm. But the cumin, mustard powder, smoked paprika, and turmeric really did the trick.
2: That's right. This recipe is actually old. This is a 2013 recipe uh, I created when I was – it's one of my original uh, recipes I ever created. So when I was personal training, uh, I would make this in huge batches and exactly it's my my little secret spice blend in there that gives it the (laughs) trick uh and i reckon it's i said it's another podcast it's probably one of the most underutilized uh recipes just because on on glance it kind of doesn't look like that's super appealing but you try it and you're like yeah it hits the spot it's
0: amazing (laughs) thanks i love how you make flavor the focus along with the nutrition planning and prepping too
2: Absolutely. So having the chef background, that's kind of the key, like right hook we have is that, um, being able to balance everything and, and put the right flavors with stuff. That was the cool bit in the start when we were creating recipes. And when I first met Steph, it was like, I was always like, Oh, you probably should put, you should try putting that in there. And uh, you know, try putting that in there. And that's how most of recipes got created is, um, you know, just knowing what flavors to go where. And exactly. You don't want everything to be bland and you want to be able to, to not get bored and um, to be consistent, you want to be make sure the food is is um you really want to eat it.
1: Yeah, we mesh our two minds: his chef brain versus my very practical non chef brain, and those two come together perfectly. Where you know he'll say, "Let's do this, this, and this," and then I'll say, "Well, this has to be a little bit more practical, and we have to you know make these." Um, into one pan instead of just using two pans. And so it's kind of the magic ingredient that we that we both have uh, different backgrounds.
0: Where can we find you on the web and social media?
2: Sure. So the main platform we have is YouTube. So you can go to YouTube uh, backslash Fit Couple Cooks. That's the, our main hub, but we also have uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. You can find us on the yeah, platform as well. Yeah, everything
1: is just Fit Couple Cooks. And, yeah, we have almost a, a following of almost half a million people. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Changing lives everywhere. <laughs> All over the world, literally.
2: All over the world. Some of the countries we see in analytics, we're not even sure that... that we countries... don't even know how to say them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's really impressive. Yeah. And people from all over the world are sending us pictures of the book, too, which is really cool. They'll send us a picture and be like, oh, your book is here in Switzerland and your book's here in France. And it's pretty cool.
0: As you say on YouTube, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Thanks, Stephanie and Adam, for coming on Cookery by the Book Podcast.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book. Twitter is I am Suzy Chase. And download your kitchen mixtapes, Music to Cook by, on Spotify at Cookery by the Book. And as always, subscribe in Apple Podcasts.